Okay, the recorder's on. Can you tell me a story? My house was Will you make sure the people hear my story? Okay, you have everything? Thank you for the food. Ten boiled eggs. Who eats that? I like them. They're amazing. <laughs> I should probably go. Yes. They can still try to sneak you into my suitcase. Uh, who would take care of things here? Someone else. It is okay. Some helpers stay. We have to. Will you ever leave? Mm, maybe. Last. Someone has to turn the lights off. Tell everyone thank you. I think you're going to miss your scrub life. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Next adventure in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. A series of letters to send to my friends. Note, send these when you're back in America. Dear Boris, I'll admit we don't always agree, but you have a clean heart and good intentions to help people who are less fortunate. Thank you for dedicating your life to Jewish people when you aren't even one yourself. Your work is a truly selfless act. Also make sure to feed Elena something other than Posada on work trips. my friends from the embassy. It may not have seemed big to you, but I will always remember the men that came to rescue me that night. Having you as my friends kept me brave. To Sergei, the rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. Dear Elena, thank you for being my friend. Thank you for talking to me in English and always being down for adventures, even when I make you do them. I know you think you aren't brave, but I do. I think it's brave to be yourself when your whole life people have tried to tell you who you are. I think it's brave to go against the flow and to disagree. I think it's brave that you live alone and aren't lonely. I really look up to you. I hope one day I'm as strong and intelligent and beautiful as you. I hope I see you in the U.S. soon, maybe selling jewelry or running another marathon. To everyone I interviewed, I hope I understood you. I'm going to try to tell your stories as I heard them, but I would need a lifetime, maybe more, to tell them right. I am honored to have had these brief encounters, and although for many of you I was the first, 
I hope I'm not the last person to ask you to tell your story. And to everyone trying to immigrate to Israel, Hello? Uh, hello, Michaela. It is Maxim. We uh, met at airport last month. Oh, hello. Uh, are you still in Kiev? Um, I'm actually at the airport to fly back to America. Oh, I am at airport. Uh, when is your flight? Um, an hour. A time for interview? Yeah, sure. My story? It, it may be funny for you, but it is real for me. Uh, 1990, still with Soviet Union, I was 20 years old. Uh, in Moscow, first McDonald's was opened. It was a line like this, wrapping around the McDonald's, hours and hours. First McDonald's in Soviet Union. I took three of my friends, and we bought a four-day trip to Moscow, to go to Moscow, and especially to visit McDonald's. Uh, we didn't do any excursions. We went to McDonald's first night, and we waited in line for two hours and 40 minutes. It was November. <laughs> it was cold. Uh, I was smoking at the time. I was smoking in line and just throwing cigarettes on the ground, and people from McDonald's came, no questions, and picked up my cigarettes. Now, I think, what? <laughs> and... After so much time, we came to the McDonald's, and the people at the entrance, they say, welcome, and make your choice, and they smiled. And for me, at that time, as a Soviet person, I do not believe when somebody smiled at me. It was shock, because at that time, shops were empty, and no one was doing service for you, and that, that, that smile kind of did big shock for me. I came to the place where we order, and I saw a big choice. <laughs> we order almost everything. Our table was full of sandwiches and drinks, and we ate and just enjoyed something. And I was in shock. I didn't know what to say. This smile when people welcomed me. Welcome. It's something special for me. We finished our food and took back the empty cups as souvenirs. And as we exit again, someone say, Thank you very much for visiting. Please come again. Uh, for me, it was like second shock. I wouldn't expect there would be somebody happy to see me. I mean, we enjoyed very much four days in Moscow at McDonald's. And when I left, I thought, One day I would like to work in McDonald's. <laughs> it became my dream. Why? Because I saw this service where people are smiling and welcoming you, and I thought, one day I would like to make shock for people. Nice shock. After that, my life changing really changed. I had been very closed person, eyes down. Now, after McDonald's, I understood then that you can smile from your heart. Just love people. You don't need to smile because you need to get a job or an artificial smile, but because you love people. A few months later, I went to Bible college in Estonia. I went to Estonia because it was still Soviet Union. I start school on August 19th, 
and around August 20th, the Soviet Union collapsed. And it was good school. And it was first time I hear about Israel. And when we finished Bible school, we had uh, 30 students, and every student got some kind of prophecy. You will go to Siberia. You will go to Africa. This is God's purpose for you. And I didn't get anything. My life is... I was so disappointed. Lord, why I spend this money in months? I, I got nothing. It was hard, very hard. And I still don't know my future, so... I came back to Kiev, and I decided I will do everything I can do. Just kind of clean the floor, something practical. I still like to do this. I live in Kiev, and every day on my way to work, I pass a bus with Dove on it, a good news travel bus. And I know that bus helps bring Jewish people from bad situation to airport to leave country. I don't know much, but I think I need to help this bus helping these Jewish people. I don't know why I'm not Jewish, but it was my heart. And one day, I met a friend from Bible school who says he wants to introduce me to people from Good News Travels. What? <laughs> what? What? Uh, my friends say he works for them, and he's leaving, and maybe... I would like to try a job. What? <laughs> what? What? I, I came for interview, and boss asked me one sentence in English, and I didn't understand at all. Uh, then he said to me in Russian, Maxim, I am very sorry, but we cannot take you. Our team is international from many countries, but English is international. If you don't understand English, we cannot take you. And so then I find Jewish dance troupe, and I asked Inga, who was leader, uh, can I help you in some way? She said, yes, I need somebody that can iron our ladies' costumes. Uh, I went with them to their concerts, and I ironed costumes, and was very happy. I still very much like to do this uh, ironing. And Good News Travel Bus, they hear this, and I think they saw that I want to do something, that I'm kind of... They saw my heart. At the time, they had two drivers who speak Russian, and they asked me to join the team. I started to learn English. My driver helped me learn. Uh, teach me one phrase at a time, and I learned a little bit. Just enough for them to send me on my first run. It was from Kharkiv to Kiev Borispol, which was the only airport at the time. We came to Kharkiv at night before pickup, and I was so nervous because we will meet 32 peoples and need to take all the luggage and fit it in bus. I almost pray all night. Yeah. When we came to pickup point, there were 32 people and some good buyers, and when I say it is time to go, everybody starts to cry. It was 1994. Ticket to Israel is expensive. They leave Ukraine forever. They cry or open a bottle of champagne. And probably they had never been to Israel and I sit in front seat and pray, help me do something. People enter the bus, still eyes wet, and then
then I stood up and said, Welcome aboard our bus. We have coffee machine on the bus and toilet, and later we will show video. Uh, as the courier, I served drinks, hot drinks, uh, hot chocolate. For our people, hot chocolate was something special. And people were <laughs> in shock because they had not seen this before. I mean, at that time, this was miracle. And that shock was what I wanted from McDonald's time. It was my dream come true. Love is a reckless, not reason. Reason seeks a prophet. Love comes on strong, consuming herself, unabashed. Yet in the midst of suffering, love proceeds like a millstone, hard-surfaced and straightforward. Having died of self-interest, she risks everything and asks for nothing. Love gambles away every gift God bestows. Without cause, God gave us being. Without cause, give it back again. To everyone trying to immigrate to Israel, next year in Jerusalem. <laughs>